Hello, this is Suzanne King with yet another issue of King's Committee. Today's episode is dedicated to the concept of competition. In business, we talk about competition and we talk about it often in terms of a couple of different ways. You may be familiar with growing up and being on one team or running a race and you know you have some competition and so you're trying to win and it when you're in school your teachers are trying to promote good sportsmanship and the notion of you doing your best and wanting your other competitors to do their best as well. It's not that you're trying to trip the other person while they're running in the same race you are. You're running and you're trying to do your best and they're running and they're trying to do their best. And in that particular race, the best runner wins. It's not whoever can try to block or trip the other person. It's not a blocking or tripping race, it's a running race. And so there's the notion of good sportsmanship in competition and that you are all sort of working your hardest and doing your best with the resources that are available to you. Now granted, some people have a lot more resources available to them, don't they? And sometimes they use those resources to their advantage and sometimes unfairly and unjustly so. And I understand how that makes you feel. But what I want is for you to redouble your efforts and think of another way that you can be successful and another way that you can achieve your goals. Because it's not just that one race that defines who you are or what you're going to ultimately accomplish. And if running that race and someone tries to block or trip you, that's really a reflection on them. And it's a reflection on their lack of confidence in their own abilities to run that race so that they have to in turn block or trip you because they're worried that you're actually a better runner than they are. And so that should in a way make you feel kind of like, yeah, you've got it going on because you were so incredible that the other person felt insecure and then they did something that didn't really reflect well on them. But that's like a running race. So in business, there's also the concept of free market. And so the concept of free market is that When you have a lot of market participants trying to do their best, that as a whole, the market will move in the direction that makes the most sense. And they call that sort of the invisible hand of the market. It doesn't mean that there's some invisible hand tilting the scales to make one outcome occur or another. It means that if you are Oftentimes, the concept of the invisible hand of the free market is presented when you're talking about the stock market. For those of you who don't know what the stock market is, publicly traded companies, there are private companies and public companies. In order to be a public company, 
companies have to do a lot of homework and file a lot of reports and get their financial statements like we just talked about audited by a certified public accountants and they have to do something called due diligence which is you know a lot of homework on the company to verify that what they're saying about their company is in fact the truth and they submit their paperwork to the Securities and Exchange Commission. You may have heard the term SEC. Well, what does the SEC say about that? Or they're getting in trouble with the SEC. That stands for Security and Exchange Commission. And so they submit their paperwork and they file it and they, they have something called an initial public offering or an IPO. So when a company IPOs, it gets listed on the public market for the very first time. And it's a big deal because the value of that stock usually goes up from the time it was private to the time it becomes public. Because when something is in the public in terms of financial information, it is viewed as being of lesser risk because it's out in the open and it's presumed to be credible and authentic and lesser risk associated with that. And we talked about that whole notion of risk and return, but when there is lesser risk, there should be a higher return. And if something's gonna give you a higher return, the value of it should therefore be higher. And so when a company goes from a private company to a public company and you can buy and sell their stock on an open market, that's called liquidity something that can be traded very easily. Whereas if it's someone's private company, you can't trade it at, as easily. And the same goes with you know public positions. If you work for a, a private company, you get hired through an interview process and your hiring manager chooses to hire you and then you have a manager and then there's rules associated with working for that company. But if you're in a public position, we vote. We all vote on those public servants. Public servants are elected by the people that they're supposed to represent. They are supposed to represent their people. And if they don't do a very good job of that, then we just vote and change it. And we choose someone else. We choose someone else maybe who's more transparent. So we feel like there's less risk. We Maybe we choose someone who we think does a better job recruiting to fill positions within their administration, because if they can bring on good team members, then the organization that they represent, the gover government of a given place, whether it's a county government or a state government or even the government of the United States, if they can recruit top-notch talent, then that organization of public servants who are supposed to be working for the people, their constituents that they represent, they will do a much better job governing because they have a stronger team. Now, when, when organizations or leaders are weak at recruiting, then maybe their team isn't as robust or maybe their team isn't as capable, or maybe their team is petty, or maybe their team is confused. Maybe their team is suffering in one way or the other that is causing that governing 
capability of that group to be weak. And my hope is that we don't have weak leaders and we don't have weak, or, weak organizations leading us and taking care of us because I care about Nevada and I care about my friends and family and loved ones. And so I really want to make sure that the notion of competition is something that is well understood because we, when we send our kids to public school, we teach them how to share and how to take turns and how to give compliments to one another. And, and then also if there's an insult, they have to give four compliments to make the person feel better. So they don't go home, you know, feeling like they didn't have a good day. And then when we teach games so that they can feel accomplished and the notion of sportsmanship, it's not so that everybody gets a participation award. It's so that we respect when someone's worked really hard to achieve something. And maybe someone has endured something absolutely excruciating. And yet still they stand up the next day and still they have a smile on their face and they're putting forth the effort because somehow whatever they endured that was so excruciating, it didn't break them. It made them stronger. It made them more committed and more clear in their thinking to what they thought was important and what they wanted to work towards. And then when they succeed, their friends and families and the other competitors actually feel happy for them. And they respect the journey that that person has been through in order to reach that level of achievement. That's sportsmanship. When you look at that kid next to you that's running in the race, and maybe they've just recovered from a broken leg and they are giving it their all. And you're giving it your all too, but maybe they're gonna beat you because they just have that much of spit and vinegar in their gut and they're committed to winning that race. And when they win that race, that's when you turn around and you give them a great big smile and a handshake and you tell them that was a race well run. That was a race run with honor and integrity not tripping up or blocking the other person. So that's what our teachers teach in school. They teach good sportsmanship. Our coaches teach the athletes good sportsmanship. There are rules of sportsmanship and sportsmanlike conduct, sportsperson-like conduct that occur in locker rooms. There are rules on how you are to behave on campus and the leadership that you represent to your campus. So that when you're walking down the halls, you representing your school and your community. And when you see some people having some bad behavior and representing your school community in the way that is not gonna help your community be really competitive, and you say something and you put a stop to the bad behavior. And if you're not capable of reporting it, then tell someone else who is. So make sure that you spread the word when you see something that is wrong, that is not fair, and that inhibits positive competition. Because 
we're better when we're competitors in a healthy way because we get stronger and even though sometimes you may lose or sometimes you may win when you compete at a higher level you get stronger it builds your confidence it builds your capability and maybe you're not going to be the world's greatest runner but maybe the confidence that you built through practicing your running allows you to go and do something else completely unrelated but something that will help the world be a better place so competition is good don't be afraid of competition don't be don't be afraid of trying to do something because you might not win failing to step up to the plate and give it a go well that's not competing at all in that case you've already lost if you won't even try so you have to try and if someone tries to stop you that's a reflection on them they're the weak ones they're afraid of competition and that means that you've got something in you that they don't have so keep trying keep practicing and remember competition is good this is Suzanne King and I made this message all by myself